Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy, author of Fantasy Romance and Romantic Fantasy, here with my first cup of coffee. Delicious. Ah. Today is Friday, <laughs> um, June 11th. Thank goodness for clocks on computers. June 11th. So, uh, two weeks from today, I need to turn Bright Familiar into the copy editor. Um, will she make it? Inquiring minds want to know. I certainly would like to know. Um, I'm sure you guys are like, yes, Jeffy, you'll be fine. You always are. Uh, so I have revised 108 pages of 281. And I am at 78,000 words with about 24,000 to go. So I can do this, right? <laughs> uh, I could do it. I can do it. It's, it's all right. I mean, it's, it's in decent shape. Um, I'm glad that I went back and started the revision when I did because there are many things that I am needing to um, tie up. I'm I'm actually making an outline. <laughs> actually, I need both hands for that outline. There, making the screaming dolly face. Uh, for what I don't know what it is about this book. I know I keep saying that, um, but it is just requiring, it, it's almost like it's a third book and it's not, but it's setting the stage for all of this other stuff. And it's like, there's just all of these puzzle pieces. Um, <laughs> who am I? What is art? Uh, blah, blah, blah. So I'm very fancy today. I know that I forgot to talk about the earrings yesterday and I'd even color coordinated them with my outfit. So it was like, damn it, but I'll, I'll just wend my way back to them. I'd actually skipped some earrings to wear the ones that color coordinated with my new tank top. Ah, best laid plans. So today I feel like I look very fancy because I'm going back to the row of sparkly dress earrings, but um, aren't these fun? I love these earrings. These are uh, about my favorite party earrings. Uh, they are, these are actually cubic zirconium. There's a cubic zirconium in the uh, stud. And then there are, let's see, one, how many? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven. No wonder I like it. Seven, seven long silver strands of varying lengths. Um, the longest one being probably a good four inches with a little cubic zirconium at the end. Um, so they are very sparkly and dangly and all of the things that I love. And I bought these in Fort Collins, Colorado. Back when I lived in Laramie, Wyoming, uh, I would drive the hour south to Fort Collins for provisions. I had gone to look for a dress for a party. And I found this dress on the sale rack that was way more dressed than 
I had wanted, but it was beautiful. There was one left and it fit me. And it was this sort of, um, platinum crushed silk strapless gown with a fitted bodice. And then this huge, huge belly skirt. And it had, um, I don't know what you'd call it. It, um, you know, like today we might call it a balloon skirt. It was like pulled up from the bottom on the inside. So the skirt stood out on its own. I still have this dress, although I am um, now a little too bosomy to wear it, but I'm keeping it because maybe I won't be one day. I bet I bought this dress. Well, let's see. Probably 20, 25 years ago. That's how long I've had these earrings too then because I ended up buying these earrings to go with the dress. And I think the earrings cost like twice as much as the dress did, but it was one of those things where I'd had a budget for the dress and this dress was on sale. And I even called a friend from the shop because um, I was shopping alone and I said, okay, <laughs> I found this dress and it's like three times more extravagant than the occasion calls for. But, it's on deep sale. It fits. It's beautiful. And they're like, what's the question again? <laughs> so it's like, yeah, okay. So, I mean, I'd only spent like a third of my dress budget. So I bought these very expensive earrings to go with it and the earrings still fit. I think that dress also has a stain on it. Um, I might have to get rid of it as I should get it out and look at it because as I recall, I spilled something on it and boy, something, one thing about those fancy silks and stuff. Um, once you get like a grease spot on them, you're, you're sunk. There's just, it will never come out and you can't, <laughs> I don't know. We could embroider a butterfly over it or something. Um, it would be a great like conference Rita dress. So, um, speaking of conferences, I have officially registered to go to Novelists Inc. in September, St. Petersburg, Florida. Um, it's Alderinda's fault. She talked me into going and I'll be rooming with her and, and the fabulous netters, her sister assistant, sister stint. Um, but I think it'll be, I'm, I'm interested to see what this conference is like. I haven't been to it before and it'll be my first, um, in-person re-entry to the world. Mile High Con. Oh no, that would be in October anyway. Mile High Con is in October up in Denver, but, um, I don't, and it's in person, but I don't think I'm going to go. <laughs> they, <laughs> They sent me a, um, their questionnaire and I was remembering that pre pandemic, I had resolved not to go because they were always putting me on dorky panels. Do you guys remind, remember me complaining about this? It's like, I'm just not going to go back to conferences where they clearly don't care about me as a writer. I mean, I feel like I need to make a <laughs> sad face when they don't care about me as a writer. You know, it's, and Worldcon's the same way. It's, um, you know, why go to feel like a, a second class citizen? Um, you know, and I, I don't know why it is. It's like Worldcon, it's because they're more about, 
um, science fiction and the canon and the award winners, um, the award winners in science fiction. Mile High Con, um, I don't know, they've sort of got like their local people. There is this one female fantasy writer in Denver who like hates me for some reason. I mean, like, oh, in a weird way, like, like the first time she saw me, she looked at me and I saw this look of loathing pass over her face. I was like, Ooh, <laughs> must be for how I look because I haven't even opened my mouth yet. I mean, I get if you hate me after I've opened my mouth, but, um, you take one look at me and hate me. Uh, and she and I were on this panel together and she like totally tried to sabotage me on this panel, uh, did everything she could. And I was like, okay, this woman hates me for whatever reason. Uh, so uh, a little known fact, you guys may or may not know this. Uh, most conferences give you the option when you are filling out these forms, fucking forms. It's like, why am I going to fill out a fucking form to something I don't fucking want to go to? Um, <laughs> not that I'm bitter. Yeah. No, break your coffee cup because you get all excited, Jeffy. Um, <laughs> but the forms will ask, you know, like what kind of panels you want to be on? What topics can you talk about? That I, I hate filling them out. Have I mentioned this? It, it's annoying. It's like, just, I, I want to tell them just pick out what you'd like me to talk about. But since none of them read my books or love me as a writer, they couldn't do that anyway. And I don't want to have to sit there and think up things that I can talk about. It's like, you know, if you guys don't want me, if you don't care about what I write, why, why are we doing this? So anyway, <laughs> the little known fact is, is that you can, there's always a space for you to say, are there any people that you do not want to be on a panel with? And, um, this, information will be kept confidential. I always imagine the con organizers gossiping about which, about who authors put down now. I mean, wouldn't you? I would, <laughs> um, I would totally put down, I would totally gossip about, you know, such and so always puts down, never put me on a panel with such and so. And it's like all the con runners know this. It's like, Oh no, don't ever put those two on a panel. Cause there'll be bloodshed. So anyway, I think that, that this woman um, doesn't want me on any of the same panels that she's on and she's on a lot of panels and it's, we write a very similar genre. So I suspect that's what's going on. So that's fine. It can, it can be her comforts. It kind of is. She's one of these writers who travels around with an entourage. Do you, have you guys seen this? Um, I I've seen other authors do it too. Uh, there are just some, um, who have to have an entourage at all times. It's like that they must be uh, constantly tended. Uh, there's one author who I will not name because I, I don't know her well. Um, I don't think, I mean, I don't think I've ever had a conversation with a big name author, but I've been told that she's actually a very sweet person, but I swear to God, people, she is never surrounded by less than like 10 people. I mean, seriously, some are family, some are like sons and daughters, but others are like various assistants and tenders and hangers on. And so, I mean, like every time you see her, she's got like this, this entourage. It's really kind of remarkable. Um, 
I am not an entourage kind of gal. In fact, you know, like there are some people who uh, like to have a roommate at a conference for the, and they'll say this, for the express reason of having a conference buddy. So it's like not only do they want to share a room with you, but they want to be like joined at the hip so that they always have someone to be with at the conference. And I'm like, I am, I'm not a good conference buddy. I'm, I am the cat who walks by herself. I haven't probably said that in a long time. But I figured that out about myself a very long time ago that I am the cat who walks by herself. Although not all places are alike to me. Um, but I do like being by myself, not just for the introverting replenishment, but I don't know. It's, you know, being by yourself is nice because you can, maybe it's the opposite of all places being alike to you, that you can enjoy places for what they are and spend as much time looking at a thing or as little time. Um, and you don't have to worry about if someone else is having fun, you know, like someone else is getting bored with looking at the thing. I had this experience a few years back and I probably never talked about it. I think it was before I was doing the podcast, but I um, went back for a college reunion, which I had not been terribly inclined to go to. Which one was it? It was like, well, I graduated in 88. So I think I went to my 25 year, 25 year reunion. That would make sense. So it would have been an, um, Quick, Jeffy, do the math. 2013. Is that right? 20, 98, 2003. Oh, 88, 88, 9303. Why can I not do this math? You guys are probably all shouting the answer at me. Okay, so 93, five years, and then 2003 would be 13 years. 2013 would have been 25 years. So that's right. I think it was 2000. I think it was my 25 year and they really encouraged us to come and gave us like a cool pin, cloisonne pin and they had special parties for us, you know? Um, and it turned out it was like all a, uh, not even thinly disguised attempt to get us to donate all kinds of money. I mean, you guys, this whole weekend, they spent the whole time gunning us to donate money to the university. And I've always been of the opinion that I spent or my parents spent. Um, my mom had the money put aside from my dad's death benefits to pay my tuition, but my tuition was not inexpensive. <laughs> it was a private liberal arts college. And it's like, um, yeah, yeah. You guys got your pound of flesh. Loved, loved my experience there. Washington university in St. Louis. Um, but not giving you guys more money. So, um, I did have a point to telling this story, didn't I? Oh yes. So I went partly because, um, some of my friends really encouraged me to go and, and we did have fun. We, it was nice to see them, although they were not the people I'd been closest with. And so we did some things and I didn't really care for the organized university events because partly because of the dunning for money. And also they were, God, they were de deadly dull. But, um, there was one day where I decided, I think we had free time anyway, you know, and a lot of people were there with their families and I was there by myself, uh, because 
I didn't think David would have any fun, <laughs> which he wouldn't have. And uh, so I went to go see some of my old haunts that nobody else wanted to go see. And so I went to have lunch at one of my favorite places and walk around the neighborhood where I lived. And then I went over to the medical school and walked around there um, and just sort of retraced some of my old roots. And it was very interesting to find that, find myself settling into the nostalgia in a way I had not at that, you know, at any point that far, thus far that weekend. If, if I were writing this, I would edit that whole segue, <laughs> that whole section. Um, but I realized that once I was by myself, things felt familiar again. And it was like, oh, when I was in college, I was always going places by myself. I mean, that was just, you know, my days were me going to classes and going to do this thing or that thing. And I might have met people there, but I was always, you know, the cat who walks by herself and once i was back in that mode i kind of could settle into that um 18 19 20 year old self again and that was a nice feeling so um anything else let's see so i told you guys i'm gonna go to nink should be interesting and um I don't know. Um, I'm going to try to get some work done before the software board meeting this morning. Only this is the second to last, the penultimate Friday morning software board meeting. And I take over as president on July 1st and under the new regime, um, we will not have morning board meetings. There's going to be one on Saturday, which, you know, I would rather do. Uh, and I have all the power or I will have all the power. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I don't think I have anything else to tell you. Hope you all have a wonderful weekend. It's supposed to be hot here. Uh, yeah. So I'll remind you all that first cup of coffee is part of the Frolic Media Podcast Network. And you can find more podcasts that you love at frolic.media slash podcasts. And I will talk to you all on Monday. Take care. Bye-bye.